Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Anything But Typical podcast. And uh, you're in for another treat. I think every time that we do an episode, you're in for a major treat because everybody has such unique stories. That's why we do this. Uh, and this one is really cool because we've got two powerhouse women that went into business with each other. One of them is married to Aaron Bach, who was on the Anything But Typical podcast months ago. Um, and so that's kind of a cool thing. And what the other thing that's interesting about both of these women um, is they are both married to entrepreneurs. So Destiny's husband is a, is a dentist, right? Yeah. And uh, so I just think that's kind of cool. And then the dynamics of two women who uh, launched a gym in the middle of a pandemic or right before it. That's interesting. <laughs> That's anything but typical. So uh, we'll get into that and, and Ben will take us into that. But it, it, uh, we love starting the question or the, the podcast with this question, which is a heartbeat question. You know, what's important? What, what would you want to be known for? So Dan, I'm going to start with you. So here's the scenario. You and Aaron being that you're both athletes, uh, you're both competitive, um, and you've got, um, somebody is watching the kids today. You've got a date day. And of course, you know, on your favorite thing to do on your date day is to go work out at Hustle House. And you're gonna see if you can show them up. And so you probably can. So as you're walking from the parking deck over to uh, Hustle House front door, somebody sees you on the sidewalk and they're starting to talk about you and they didn't realize that those earbuds in your ears were not turned on anything they actually you could actually hear exactly what they were saying about you what would you want somebody to be saying about you good question i think the first thing that comes to mind is that if you ask me to do something i'm going to get it done um and have the priorities right so um, that's probably the biggest thing for me is like, that would be a big compliment, right? Is whether it's our clients, whether it's our staff members, whether it's somebody we work with in the business community, um, that would be, you know, the, the execution and the follow through would be really important. So that would be a huge compliment to me. I like that. Talk is always cheap. Actions it is. Louder than words, don't they? When you're in sales, <laughs> yes, talk is cheap. <laughs> <laughs> right on. <laughs> All right. So Destiny, similar question, only this time you and your husband are uh, unloading your bikes from the bike rack, getting ready to go uh, show him who's boss on the trail at Sherman Branch. And somebody sees you unloading those bikes in the parking lot and they are talking about you, not realizing that you can hear everything that they're saying, what would, what would you want them saying about you? Uh, it's funny. Cause I've listened to your podcast. So it's like, you know, this question's coming and you're kind of like, what do you say? Like, I, you know, of course I've like ran it over my mind a few times. I came up with like determined and I was thinking about my personal life and my professional life because it's not, you know, obviously professional life, our business is where, a lot of our heart and soul goes, but our true heart and soul is at home. And so I want to want people to just recognize I'm determined, whether that's with my kids, my marriage, my business, 
uh, Diana, my partner, you know, I'm just always determined to do the right thing. I'm determined to do the best. I'm determined to work my ass off. Like I'm just determined to get it done. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. That's why you guys are on here. <laughs> <laughs> and Destiny, even if you know the question is coming, it still makes you makes you think and, and yeah. really deep. I co-host this show. And when Gary asked me that, I was it took me a long time to answer that question myself before I came on even though I sit here every single time and listen to him speak. So it, uh, oh, no, it totally makes you like really think like, what do you want someone to say? Yeah. Like, and in trying to like come up with a word that's all encompassing of like mm-hmm. everything that's important in your life, not just, you know, one facet of it. So. Yeah. So I want people to know the basics of, Hey, what are you on here? What are your roles? But really want to be able to start diving into your guys' story. So uh, Destiny and Diana are co-founders of Hustle House Fitness here in Charlotte, and Destiny's the COO, and Diana's the CMO, or Chief Marketing Operator. Um, Destiny, I want to start with you. You've had the experience of owning a small business for years. Uh, I think that on there for 15 years prior to, to this. First off, I want to start with what that business was for the listeners. Yeah. So my, it's really my husband's dental practice. So he's the meat and potatoes. I'm just behind the scenes kind of managing it fiscally and, you know, taking care of HR, things like that, as far as his practice goes. So I've been doing that. It's been more than 15 years, even I think it's 20 years at this point. Um, so I have a lot of experience just kind of on the backside, the operating side of small business and what that looks like. And, and, being able to have that experience prior to Hustle House, what were some of the, the lessons or abilities that you took from uh, running the back end of that business and that you were able to apply to, uh, to this company? QuickBooks. QuickBooks. Uh, <laughs> that's good. It's like, honestly, I've spent four hours on it today. So it's one of those things of like, hey, but it's, you know, just everything about QuickBooks, right? The whole like fiscal health of the business and taking care and like knowing what you're looking at when you're looking at the reports, um, keeping that in line is super critical. Um, as far as like managing staff at my husband's practice, he does all the day-to-day stuff. So it's been, you know, way different for the studio that coming over, I just handle more like benefits and um, things like that. But, you know, still some of that applies across the board, just handling and managing that side of stuff. Um, so I would say that's been the biggest carryover is just kind of knowing how to make that work for us. Having those relationships too, by the way, the accountants, the attorneys. That's big. It's yeah. To start off, that's big. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, And part of what you were just talking about there, not just QuickBooks in particular, but the the finance of a business in general is also difficult to then be able to communicate, whether it's to a co-founder or managers or staff or whoever that is. Um, So what does that look like between you two? How, how are you dividing those responsibilities of, hey, your destiny running the QuickBooks and running the finances, but then how are you communicating that with Diana and making sure you guys are on the same page with those types of things? Well, we have meetings every week where her and I are sitting down face to face. And then obviously we have full access and full transparency on anything that's happening financially. So I think that's super important in a partnership, um, but just kind of 
she updates me on her side of things and I update her on my side of things. And that's, you know, mine's kind of the numbers and where we're at and things that are getting done, uh, membership numbers, all of that stuff. I mean, she's watching it closely, even though she's focused on other things, she knows where we're at without me even having to tell her. Um, but just having those constant discussions. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's perfect. And then flipping it, Diana, your experiences in corporate America, right? So instead of being in, in small business, you're going from corporate America and now you're going and founding a company, right? Which is a slightly different culture and environment. Um, so before we even go into how that applies, what were some of the types of roles that, that you've held in corporate America? Yeah. So I've been in like some of the corporate finance and accounting roles. Um, so more just kind of like supporting certain business units um, or kind of whatever groups you guys, like however the company decides to break their org structure and then change it five years later. Um, so there's that uh, and then consulting as well. So anywhere from, you know, banking to uh, public service, there's just a couple of the industries I've worked in. So just like a couple different like technology implementation to like finance and accounting principal implementation as well. Yeah, perfect. And similar question that I just asked Destiny, from those responsibilities, what are some of the things that you learned that you've then been able to apply to Hustle House? There's a, there's a, there are a lot. I think the first one that comes to mind is the business culture. Um, I think traditionally, um, not traditionally, but sometimes you can run into situations because it's a gym or whatever. If it's not run in a certain manner, it can get, you know, very, um, you just don't want there to kind of be any like rumor mill or, you know, kind of like the, it crap, like there's kind of that thing where sometimes you feel like you're in, but you're not, you know? And, um, and especially when, it, and it's very specific to the, I would say like gym, um, community, at least from my experience, or maybe it's just small company. I don't know. Uh, but we really try to run it in a very professional manner. So a lot of our people, whether it's staff, I mean, people, staff or members, everybody has a professional, some type of profession, right? So they're used to conducting themselves in that way. And the gym should certainly be a place where that is upheld. Um, but you do get more personal. So I would say that's definitely one thing we bring to the table. Um, and then as far as like how, you know, quote unquote, how things are run, you know, when you even talk about like interviews, kind of like, what's the interview process look like? Um, I'm able to definitely pull up my corporate experience for that being a part of that process. Um, I mean, so that's like a very small part, but even, um, like these are your job responsibilities, this is a process manual for like how you do your job. Um, if you talk about like technology implementation, you have to teach people how to do stuff. It's literally like you click this and you do that. And then you do, you know, it can be very detail oriented. So we definitely bring that to the table. So I think responsibilities are very clear. So there's just kind of processes I'd say that I've kind of pulled out um, that we've been able to implement that at least from the feedback we've received so far is that it has been a very professional environment for people to come work. Um, but then also for our clients, it's a place where as much as possible, it's a professional place for them to come. They know they're going to get the best level of service. They're going to get a quality workout and all that stuff is going to be top notch from start to finish, whether they're a member, whether they're first, it doesn't matter. Experience the same, the same every time. So I think that that's what at least corporate has brought to the table. Um, in addition to some of our other experience as well. Well, and that's massive, right? Because most small companies miss the mark on that where they're so caught up in other things that processes never get in place. And so then every member, every client gets a different experience. Yeah. That bothers the living, you know, what out of me. 
yeah. um, to not have a process for something, even like personally, I'm like, no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> like, let's sit down, let's figure it out. And then if we do it once and it's repeatable, we're able to do it again. And it's just less, it's truly, it's then less work for us, you know, as owners, as you're trying to bring people up and what they're doing, you're like, Hey, this is the job. And I'll show you how to do it. And you can kind of like, but you can put your own spin on it because now you know where the foundation lies. And I think one of the things that's helped Diana and I with like knowing how important the systems and the processes are, as we've said all along, we're building a brand. We're not mm -hmm. building a gym. So we see the end goal and we know it needs to be replicable. It needs to be repeatable. It needs to be successful regardless of who's doing it. Um, and so that's, brought that into just existence. And we, we are very, um, very committed, a lot that. of emphasis on it. It's <laughs> yeah. very important. Like this is the process you follow it period. <laughs> and I also think for our staff to grow too, you know, if you know what the responsibilities are at this level, and then you know what they are at this level, I know the difference now. Like I know where I lie. And I think for a lot of people, as far as retention is concerned, uncertainty, especially as we see like the pandemic and things like that, uncertainty is causing people to move, lift and shift out of what they're doing, even to roles that they never would have entertained before, uh, companies they never would have entertained before, just for either that certainty or that clearness of the definition of what they're doing so they know where the next step lies. Um, so we're kind of running into some of that now as far as like in, in a good way as we have roles to hire for. So we're kind of having to like really sit down and figure out what those are. But I think that that's yeah. I mean, it gives people a sense of like, okay, I know what my job is. Like, I don't have to guess. Like, you're not going to be mad at me because I didn't do something that you thought you told me, you know, whenever it's literally right there. So. So I've got this question that's burning in my soul. And that is, you know, uh, there are lots of gyms out there and, and Ben actually owns, uh, is a co-owner of a CrossFit gym. Right. Um, and so, uh, you know, my question really is like, what was the burning need that you saw? Because usually when people are willing to risk their own capital and all the frustration and time required to launch something, which is not anything short of a Herculean feat, as far as I'm concerned. And then, by the way, right before pandemic, but I guess none of us knew <laughs> Right. But, That's old but, news, Gary. Old news. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're just living in it. It's fine. <laughs> but what was the thing that made you guys go, all right, we need we need to fix this problem? And then how kind of intertwined in that is how did you guys meet? You know, I'm curious about <laughs> that too. Do you want to start? Sure. Um, so Diana and I met, we were going for the same job basically, uh, <laughs> as trainers, we were competing against each other and we didn't know if we liked each other because one was going to steal the other's position. I'm kidding. But I was like, um, who's this drop dead, gorgeous 20 year old. There's no way this old mom is getting this job. <laughs> so that's like every day. Met. Yeah. And then we ended up both getting the job and working together for, and we really didn't know each other very well. Very interesting. We ran into each other at Trader Joe's. And she asked me what I was doing that weekend. And I was literally heading to New York City to visit some gyms up there, knowing I wanted to open a gym. And she's like, do you want a partner? Do you want me to go with you? I was like, yes and yes. And we literally probably had had like 20 minutes of, of conversations up to that point. 
would you say? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So we went to New York for the weekend and uh, we walked around and saw some gyms and we were like, cause we knew that we wanted to bring strength to Charlotte that no offense, Ben, but we didn't want to be CrossFit. <laughs> CrossFit no offense, has, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a very, very successful workout for people that can do it and it gets great results. Um, but we also knew we didn't, we wanted to get people results and we wanted to take that fitness to the next level for people and have that kind of science backed, hence our 3d scanner, all that stuff, which we can get into that later. Um, and so we just really started touring, like what's New York doing? It's the epicenter of fitness. And we came back that weekend and we started like brainstorming and meeting and like notebooks were out, pencils were flying and hustle house was born. So that's cool, man. Yeah. So I want to piggyback off what you talked about a little bit there of the reason to do that, of giving a different right. type of fitness experience, right? So, and right on your website, you, it says personal training meets group training. And we have a ton of, whether it's CrossFit or Orange Theory or the F45, there's a million group training philosophies out there, right? So dive a little bit deeper, give us a brief, brief description of what that experience is that you're actually giving your members. Go for it, D. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I kind of want to address like the beginning part of your question, which was you know, of all the content, like what was missing? Like, why did you feel yeah. that there was this need? Like what need were you looking to fill? So I think that then ends up answering the whole thing, hopefully. Um, uh, if you're asking me personally, I couldn't find a gym where I wanted to work out. Hmm. Um, I live in me. South Charlotte and, you know, we both do. And there wasn't anything where I was like, this is where I want my like home to be. You know, I've, I've done everything at this point. Um, and, you know, where was I going to fit? You know, where was like, it going to be really challenging competitively for me, which is important. Um, but that really awesome, like great experience where I feel like I can still meet people. I can compete with people, but I can meet people and I'm going to get the results that the performance results that I'm looking for. Um, and I don't want to have to run all the time. I love to run but I don't want to run five days a week. And I certainly don't want to run on a treadmill. That's just my, I like to run outside for me. It's mind clearing. I love to do it. So for me, it was trying to find that strength component that also I grew up weightlifting my whole life, you know, with sports and stuff. And I just couldn't find it. So, um, as I was getting, you know, kind of at that point with death with destiny, it kind of just was like a, a fate or whatever. Good luck, I guess. Uh, but it was something where it's like, I knew the need, we knew the need needed to be filled. Um, and there wasn't, you know, F45 was very new at that point. Yeah. Um, they were really based in Australia, you know, founded in Australia. They really only had like, you know, maybe I think the first one that really opened in Charlotte, I mean, not Charlotte in North Carolina was in Asheville. And I actually met the owner of that one working somewhere else. Um, and I was like, hmm, that's like interesting. So, um, there's a lot of different concepts out there, but to me, Hustle House was, is the total package. You know, you get that quality experience that if I'm going to pay a premium price, I want a awesome experience, right? I mean, you want to fit that need, but the workout has got to deliver, you know? So that's something where like, where we have, whether it's people that are starting, kind of starting their fitness journey at a new point or people that have been on it for a while, you know, it has to be results driven. So when we talk about epoch, when we talk about progressive overload, when we talk about all those different types of fitness, not fitness, but like, you know, body composition type concepts, those are all integrated and foundational to hustle house. 
And that's why we do the 3D body scanner. Nobody else has that. Personal trainers send people to us for that purpose, um, which is great. That's exactly what we're here for. It's meant to be a tool as a part of your journey. The scale is one aspect of it, um, but we certainly want to give people a much more holistic picture based on where they are and then also their performance in the gym. So we talk about benchmarks and we talk about key moves and we talk about some of the events that we do. They all match up to those foundational principles of strength and high intensity interval training. Um, getting you those maximum results. So whether that's running, whether that's a triathlon, whether that's swimming, whether that's, you know, CrossFit games or beer and burpees, which is coming up, um, you know, any of those things, your performance, you're going to get there. You stay consistent, you will get there. And it's been proven time and time again. So I want to dive deeper on the body scanner, but that's where I was going. (laughs) Yep. Um, But before we even get there, I don't want to just go past the that group that personal training within a oh, group right, 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 right? right. because that's very unique of it it, it's difficult to do right it, yeah. what I see so many times in the CrossFit world but then other places too is you'll get one coach and it'll be like 15 or 20 people I mean at that point you're basically just trying to to hold on for the hour and like get people through safely which I don't think is the right way to go. So, well, it's a one, one aspect to it, right? People moving safely through a workout is certainly the most important aspect to what you're doing. Um, but something that people might not know, which we try to emphasize in the things that we put out there is all of our trainers are certified personal trainers. Um, and they keep up their certifications. There's things that kind of, we set goal, you know, they set goals of the, the different types of either continuing education they want to do. Um, but it's important that our trainers have that continuing education and that foundation of that certified personal training. And there's ones that we prefer over others. So we are, we do kind of specify that. So that's number one. And there are a lot of places I would guarantee, I would always, I always encourage people to really get to know the place that you're going to, because there are a lot of gyms, a lot of them that are group fitness, that they have no business. I'm sorry, but they have no business telling people and programming workouts when they're not certified personal trainers. Not to say that they don't know what they're doing, but that those credentials mean something like I'm not going to come to an accountant that doesn't have a CPA. Right. You know, I think it's just that level of education and that commitment to continuing education um, that sets. And by the way, there are gyms out there that do require it. Right. So it's just you have to be an educated buyer when you're doing these intense type workouts that we do. So that's number one. And then number two is we program in a way that the coach can manage the class effectively and safely. Um, so like the type of cardio equipment that we use is very low impact. So we're able to, you know, when someone comes in for their first class, they get a run through of all of that. They run through the form, the coach does it, they do it. Um, you know, an an ideal scenario, they're running through all of that prior to even starting the class and the coach is paying attention to them. Right. So we have people that have been, you just have to be very, very, very good at group management and client management. When it comes in, you really have to know your people. And it is a requirement of our folks to know all of that. And we have systems in place of which if there's injuries or modifications, they know that regardless of his destiny's coaching or one of our other coaches coaching, everybody knows what people need to do. And we talk about that during our monthly meeting, if there's anything that we need to address and we program in a way of which, you know, if there's a station that we really, really, really need to be checking for them, like deadlifts, for example, is a great example. Um, it's in front of the mirror. It's, you know, the coach is basically standing right there, making sure there's a couple people that they always know they need to watch, uh, just as they're picking up heavier weight or they're trying to challenge themselves a little bit. So 
you have to have quality people running that workout. And they certainly do provide that personal training component to it because it's required as part of, if we talk about processes it is required as part of their, every single class, they have to hit certain benchmarks when it comes to that. And they do. Love it. That's exactly what I was trying to dig at. So perfect. Thanks. <laughs> okay. All right, Gary, sorry. I interrupted you. About There's the a lot to sure. that. So sorry. <laughs> Go for it, Gary. <laughs> no, I, I want to know more about this uh, 3d body scanner. Why did you make an investment in this particular one? I want to know. And what are the benefits to anybody going through that? Uh, so it's a Styco scanner. And what it gives you is lots of information, everything you want to know, body fat percent, lean mass percent, fat mass gives you measurements. I don't it probably gives you about a total of 20 measurements like chest, abdomen, upper abdomen, lower abdomen, thighs, arms. So the reason we invested in it is we're encouraging people to lift weights and that includes women and we're encouraging them to lift heavy weights. Um, and it's not because we're doing bodybuilding and women have this like misnomer of like, I don't want to get bulky. I don't want my arms to get big. Well, you know, 95% of the women out there don't have the genetic makeup to get big and bulky. Um, but what can happen is the scale goes up. So they gain weight and they're working out and they're like, wait a minute, I'm gaining weight. What's happening? Because they're stepping on a scale um, just because of traditionally that's what they've kind of been programmed to do. So we invested in the scanner because we can do multiple things. We can show them their body fat percentage their lean mass. So ideally, you know, if we're working on change, some of them are super fit and don't need to change, but body fat's going down lean mass, AKA muscle mass is going up. Um, but then we can go in and track their, their inches and show them they're not getting bigger. They're not getting bulkier. They're, you know, even if the scale number is going up, your body is changing. Your composition is changing and you're becoming a more fit, leaner person. And that's, typically what someone is shooting for. And the opposite is true for our men. I mean, we've had a guy come in and start, he was a runner. He came in in the first month, he had gained seven pounds of muscle and it was like 18% change or something in one month from lifting. So it can track, you know, just the opposite for the men who are looking to like put on that mass and get bigger we can track and show them those changes as well. So it's an amazing tool for anyone in their fitness journey. Um, not just, you know, our members, but like Diana said, we have people that come in from the community that track progress, whatever their goals are, they're working towards. Um, but for our members, they get four of them a year. Um, okay. you know, and I always tell people like, how often should I do this? I'm like, well, it depends on what you're doing. If you're just maintaining once a quarter is great. But, you know, we're doing a transformation challenge, a six-week challenge. We do three scans. We do one, three weeks later, do another one, three weeks later, do another one. It keeps you very accountable, keeps you very honest because people will say, oh, yeah, I had a rough week. And you instantly see the change on that scanner. So it's kind of funny how quickly it translates into, you know, body comp and all of those things. So That's there's cool. a few things I love about this. First, you're taking the philosophy and mentality of trying to help people with health and fitness, but you're making it scientific results oriented and measuring the right things, right? Cause most people go to a gym, then they go home, like you said, and they step on a scale and don't yeah. know what they're measuring. Or then their doctor will tell them BMI, which it tells me that I'm obese, right? So like <sighs> we're measuring the wrong things and you guys are first and foremost, you're giving that to your members. Second, 
getting things like every time I've gone to get a DEXA scan is immensely expensive. So to have that be part of what you're offering is, is I think extremely important. Yeah. And it's actually DEXA based scan. So yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. between a, a DEXA scan machine and Styku are very similar. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got that right there built into the process for all of your members, which, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We paid for it. <laughs> you know, we like, but we felt like it was that valuable and that important for people, especially asking women, Hey, there's no reason that you can't deadlift those forties or those fifties or swing that 50 pound kettlebell instead of the 25 pound kettlebell, you know? So I literally just met with a member like six weeks ago. She's like been there for a year. She's a very fit, very lean. She's like, I just feel like I'm not like seeing change. Well, I coach her and I'm like, Hey, I want you to challenge yourself. Every time you pick up a set of weights, go one size heavier and let's meet again in a month. And I sat down with her two days ago and the change was already there. She felt so much better. You know, we had talked about some nutrition and other things as well. So like energy was an issue for her and that was trending in the correct direction, but just a little minor change. And one month later, she's like, light bulb. Okay. This is what I'm working towards. This is what I want. Yep. Yeah. Cause you're showing them, this is what we're doing and this is the results you're getting, right? It's yeah. very black and white. It's right in front yeah. of them. It's objective, which is nice, you know, and yep. it's very intimidating at first, but once people get it, they're, they're like, Oh, I can like really dive into this. And people get really excited about it when they actually get to see it. Cause it is an intimidating process. I think at first, if you haven't, especially if you haven't done one before, um, or you're nervous to go back into if you're like, have I really, like, I don't know. And then it, it, to be honest with you, most of the time, I mean, if they're coming consistently, it, it's just a success story. Gary, have you ever done one of those? No, I haven't. But um, you will. When you come in for your workout, Gary, we'll do one for you. Okay. So the closest <laughs> thing that, that I was uh, at Lifetime Fitness when I was up in, in Cleveland, they had just built this thing. And I, I signed up months before the thing build, the building was even done. Um, it, it, we were at uh, basically a fitness club that, you know, was a tennis club and whatever. And it was just shady acres. I mean, I, I was just missing what we had experienced down here in Charlotte. Um, so, but it was one of these deals where you held on to the handles and you're barefooted and you're doing the scan. So I don't know what it was, but I did, you know, I, I used an it. in body. That's what it was. And I, I used it at least every week um, because I like training extremely <laughs> rigorously as well. That's one thing about all four of us here. Like we all, uh, you know, <laughs> we would probably be in a smaller percentage uh, of the population that really likes to push it. And we, we, we enjoy, we, after we're done with putting ourselves through a lot. Yeah. We, we, we're like, yeah, that was awesome. Everybody else thinks that we're crazy, but that's okay. Like we could geek out and we we will continue to geek out on some more of this stuff, but I want to get back into some. So if anybody that's listening to this is not an athlete and not really necessarily into fitness and but you're into entrepreneurship that's cool too um we get it because i think one of the stories that i really would like to hear from you guys is all right so you launch this thing you see a need in the marketplace and then all of a sudden covid hits you smack dab you know blindsides you and everybody else and then you know destiny you and i were talking (laughs) and you're like 
I don't know if we're crazy, but we're looking at opening another, you know, another gym in South Park, which by the way, you know, Lifetime is supposed to be coming in and, and Harris Y is, you know, very close to where I live. What are we, are we nuts? Like, and there is a little bit of a nutty, uh, you know, component to being an entrepreneur. <laughs> There's just gotta be something, you know, it is anything but typical. Talk to us about like some of the things that were the most challenging and some of the things that you've done to pivot that you may not have done had you not had the constraints of COVID. Loaded question. Um, so most challenge, I can start with a few. I mean, I don't even think we need to rehash what the most challenging part is when someone tells you that you can't operate your business anymore. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I think the fact that it was very challenging, whether it was um, going virtual when you have all of this, this beautiful, amazing space, you know, that is meant to have energy and people in it. Um, you know, that was the most, the most challenging part was changing the vision um, for a period of time, um, because that's just not what we were, you know, business plan and all that stuff, just whew, right out the window. Um, so, but you know, when I, we talk about pivoting though, every challenge that we met, we had to pivot. I mean, there wasn't an option, right? We just had opened, thank God we did open when we did. Um, you know, so we had a lot of momentum going into it. Um, so when we talk about, you know, very tactical things, right? Like we rented out our equipment, anything that could be rented for the most part was, um, mm -hmm. during, cause if you remember back that time, now everybody's working out from home and you couldn't get gym equipment anywhere. That's um, right. so it was definitely something where that was destiny's idea to do that. And she kind of worked it up and she kind of ran, she ran that process, which definitely was complicated and track, you know, again, very tactical, but yet, a, a very, a revenue stream for us, um, and a recurring revenue stream for us. Uh, so, you know, when we talk about the fact that we wanted to stay open under certain guidelines, you know, food could stay open for carryout. Well, we had a smoothie bar that we hadn't opened yet. Well, we opened it. <laughs> Three months earlier than we wanted, right? But we had a good, you know, Destiny has a very good relationship with Green Brothers who we we started using. Um, so they made that process very like repeatable for us and very easy. So we could keep some staff on hand um, to try and weather some of the storm, you know? So, um, you know, switching to virtual, that's a challenge when you're used to like being in a group environment. I mean, that is a, that is a totally different way to coach. You're talking to yourself the whole time. Um, without sometimes getting much, really without getting much back, you know, I think everybody's kind of used to it now, but in the beginning, I mean, that just never happened. So that was a big change. Um, but again, you just had to, because that was really the only option with which to keep our recurring revenue. Right. So, um, it, you know, those are kind of the main things I would say that were most mm -hmm. challenging and then how we pivoted. Um, and then the other one was obviously, you know, your revenue stream is cut by a significant percentage. Um, so because when we talk about from the beginning where Destiny already had kind of these business banking relationships, um, we, you know, through opening the gym, we had another kind of business relationship that we'd worked through. Um, and we really had to lean on those partnerships. Um, and I think because of those, we were able to receive some aid, right. Or we were, I think we applied to like every grant we possibly could, like any, we followed all of these. We're like, all right, like, let's just do it. Right. Because who, who cares? <laughs> You know, um, it's, it's, there's no, there's no, you don't, your ego goes out the window, 
I guess yeah. is like, you're not, you can't be afraid to ask for something, um, especially when you're in that type of scenario. So I'd say those are the things, at least off the top of my head. Now, Dusty, there might be more, but, um, oh yeah, we opened like a re we shipped retail. Um, we did like pickups and drop-offs for that and like shipped retail out. So we had like an online store So we could, we just kind of were able to figure out different ways for us to kind of try and like make it through. Um, and then, you know, we kind of just went from there. The renting of your equipment, that's the first one I've heard of. of a gym. That was tough. That's brilliant. It was our brand I... new, beautiful equipment. Diana's like, no, we can't. Like we couldn't replace gym. it if we didn't get it back, yeah. you know? So when you think about that huge investment, but again, it was, it was very smart and, you know, you got, you put a lot of trust in people and people are really great. I mean, I think that's the thing is people are really great. We have to, you have to remember that. Well, and one of the things that allowed us to do, so we did like a daily zoom workout so they could either do it with us live or they could do it later, but it allowed us to incorporate that equipment into mm -hmm. the workout they were now exactly. doing remotely because we are a strength-based gym. Um, you know, doing body weight workouts for months on end is pretty painful and brutal for us. And it's not at all what we want to do. You know, we want to sling some metal around. So <laughs> we, <laughs> So renting it out allowed us to be like, Hey, it's a kettlebell day. And all of our members have rented kettlebells from us. So that's great. We can still do kettlebell moves. Um, so that was that. And then the other thing, Diana was the video on demand. Right. Yeah. So, so from the launched, virtual. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we went from virtual to creating an entire library of video on demand workouts that are now available on our app that are really like top notch, high quality um, probably not something we would have ever invested in or done if it hadn't been for COVID, but it's an amazing resource for our members who are doing traveling or whatever. Don't mind my child walking in the background. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I literally was like, I'm in a podcast, go upstairs and here they come yeah. rising and they, they're desperate for snacks. They're I was like, just going to say it's snack a, time. Yeah. Like I just got home from school and I have it is snack. snack time. Good to know yeah. that hasn't changed. That doesn't so change. feel free to edit this out. <laughs> Um, no, that's this, real life right there. So anyways, but it, it's given our, now it's given our members away, even though they're back in studio, obviously, but they travel and now mm -hmm. we can keep them engaged because they can take us with them, which has been really great. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to ask about the on-demand because it's one thing to, to offer some sort of streaming or live or zoom workouts during uh, the pandemic when people weren't able to come in but you guys have sustained it. You've got a membership option for it, things like that. What was the conversation and the decision around turning that into something more permanent, into an actual staple where this is a source of revenue for you? Uh, a grant, actually. <laughs> wow. uh, there is a grant out there. And it's something like for me personally, like being on like more the marketing slash digital, you could say digital side, our technology IT department. Um, is that uh, that was something that I definitely always wanted to be able to offer. Um, it was definitely part of like a five-year plan, absolutely, because the investment can be very high because you want to offer something very high quality off the bat. Again, we're premium service. So, uh, but it's certainly attainable, you know, um, from a cost perspective. So that was something where we, uh, I think it was Charlotte City Center Partners. I always get that name wrong, but uh, they had a technology grant that they put out there. And I was like, well, let's do it. I mean, like, let's try. So I, you know, we built all that out and then really kind of sketched out what it could look like. 
um, what we wanted to offer, kind of like complimentary things we wanted to offer on top of that with the cost of like, then we created, uh, so out of that became our app um, so that we could offer that service in our app. Uh, so we shifted a bunch of things around, but that's, it started basically from someone being like, hey, we're willing to like fund some innovation here. We're like, I'll take you up on that. Uh, let's do that. Let's move that five-year plan to the first six months. That sounds good. Yeah. And really cool from that grant, it was, um, I can't remember how many people apply, but you had to be within Charlotte, like uptown Charlotte. I think you had to be within 277 to apply for it. Um, and I think there was like 30 or 40 companies that applied. You had to be locally owned and you had to be having some angle of how you're pivoting due to the pandemic. And we were one of eight companies chosen for the grant. Nice. And how has that since scaled? Like, are, is that something you're trying to promote and get? And now you have members that are not in this area, or is it more of a supplemental offering that if people want that instead of coming into the gym? I think immediate, like right now, um, yeah. it is definitely a supplemental. We do have quite a few people that are virtual um, that for whatever reason, or they've moved and they're not in uptown anymore. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that have since either moved away that used to come to us, but usually the source is that they've been with us in studio or they have a connection to us because of, you know, for whatever reason, like, you know, you have a friend that lives in wherever and it's word of mouth. Um, so we definitely have like that network, but it's very centered on having either physically been in the gym or, you know, somebody that's been in the gym, um, our goal, you know, as we're growing is to definitely grow that, um, to, we would love to have members everywhere. Um, but I think right now our focus is just growing it. So as many people, as we know that are already bought into our programming, get it. Um, and that's part of their now kind of a value add for them. So, so long-term plan. Yes. Right now it's mostly based out of hustle house or based out of the Charlotte area. Gary unmuted himself, so I, I won't trip over him this time. Go for it, Gary. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, that's just part of our shtick. I think we step on each other's stuff. I step on his his more than he steps on mine. But um, So a couple things. First of all, you know, deciding to do that at a high level, that means you've got app developers. You've got all kinds of stuff that you got to bring in that none of that's inexpensive. How did you guys go through that process of vetting and did you find anybody locally or, you know, what was that process? Because again, you guys are a premium service. And then the next question I've got for you, think about this is you got a gym member at one of the myriad of, you know, in the whole spectrum of, and, and without naming names, there's a, there's a spectrum of, mm -hmm. of experiences in, at gyms and CrossFit places, et cetera you know, what is it, what's it like? Like, what do they get when you talk about personal and group? What, what, what does that experience like? Uh, how, how is that so much different besides body scanners and stuff like that? I, I'd like to know a little bit more on that. So two, two questions there. Destiny, you want to go? Yep. So um, the software stuff, we actually have like a software company that kind of does this for Jim. So there, it's a, it's a, I don't know, maybe an international company, definitely a national company. Um, so that kind of resolved itself and was, it's not an easy or cheap solution, but it was one of those things. More cost effective than finding an app developer. Yeah. yeah. So made that easy. And then we have the amazing Bobby Starks, who's a local, what does he call himself? A videographer? Yeah. Of, of, of I guess. Other things, I think. Yeah. But he's yes. just an incredibly talented, um, yeah. 
very artistic guy and he does a lot of marketing and advertising stuff for us. Um, and so him coming in and doing the videos was just top, they're top notch. Like you just can't, they're very good quality. The countdowns are on there. You're literally working out along with us. So it's not like someone's just telling you what to do. Um, even myself, when I travel, I'll take it, I'll do the videos and like, you know, work out alongside myself or one of the other coaches, <laughs> but it makes me do things that I would not do on my own. If I weren't watching that 40 minute or 20 minute or 10 minute video, whatever you choose from the library. Um, as far as the overall experience, so just another story of what happened this week, we, so we brought on a girl that was a member as now studio manager. So we've had her kind of feedback on her husband's experience because for Diane and I, we have this vision and we have the processes and we've talked about that and like what we want, but you know, it's one of those things you don't really know what the experience is like from the other side until you hear from someone. A lot of times there's a reasons that people don't necessarily give that to you. So our studio manager, Laura has been like telling us kind of her take on the whole experience from the time she came in as a member and how her husband felt and how she felt and how she felt all along. And then she, you know, obviously came on to work for us. And then this week there was a lady that came in and she knew her and they aren't close friends, but she said she came in day one and the girl like texted her a handful of times afterwards and was like, oh my God, like I've literally never been to a gym like that where the front desk is so welcoming the members, because even our members behave, not mm -hmm. that we're asking them to behave in a certain way, but we've created this culture of like we hang out, we chit chat, y'all are friends, we're doing socials. Um, and so she felt so welcomed from not just the front desk, but also the members, all of those things. And then her husband who said, I only go to big box gym, lift weights, want to be alone, whatever, bought a membership today. So he oh, did. Sure did. Oh, that's great. So he came in like complete anti-group fitness, anti the whole thing. And then I got a message today that he bought the membership because he just could not, he felt like he couldn't work out like that on his own. So the experience he got at Hustle House was the experience we're hoping to deliver, which is not just top-notch service, right? We want everyone to be VIP. They walk through the doors. Right. Music is going, energy's going, lights are on, we're happy, everything's clean, it smells fresh, you know, that's kind of the overall experience. Then you meet your coach who's like going to give you the rundown, all these members are around, you're going to be in a group with a group with people that know what they're doing. So you kind of follow along if you feel lost. Um, you're going to get literally a 10 out of 10 workout guaranteed. That's the re reason we get all these results from people. And then it's going to be finished off with a nice cold eucalyptus towel. Like yeah. where else in the world can you go sling kettlebells and then get a cold eucalyptus towel when it's all said and done. So, you know, and then it's just, it, from start to finish, the goal is to make these people's day better. And that's what I think is happening. And even with that cold eucalyptus towel, even we'll add one thing after that is our members and whether it's class pack member, somebody who's coming in for their first time, everybody's saying like, good job. And like, whatever, as they're stretching and leaving the room, you know, saying goodbye to the coach, the coach is saying goodbye to every, you know what I mean? So it's a very, like, everybody feels included. The word that keeps popping in my mind is purposeful, right? Every step of the way of what you guys have talked about, even to really early on, which we'll circle back to 
was when you were talking about you didn't want to open a gym, you wanted to build a brand. So I know it was really early in the podcast, but I'm looping us back. So can you, <laughs> can you talk a little bit more of what that means to you? You didn't want to open a gym, you wanted to build a brand. What does that mean to you? Okay, if you want. Okay. okay. Um, and, and to be honest, it's just something that's ever evolving. There's something about Diana that, and I that we both do, and that is listen to books and podcasts and read. Because even though we have this vision, we really don't know what we're doing. <laughs> That's secret to success right there. You don't gotta know what you don't do well. That is it. Like, don't <laughs> tell anyone. It's no, very nobody top, does. It's top-notch information, but like from day one, we're like, hey, X, Y, Z. And it's like, I don't know, Google it. You know, so we, we are always consuming and reading and learning and I've, I just along the, like, we know what we want in the end, right? We want to bring this experience to other cities, to other communities. Um, but we also want to keep it super organic, like finding that balance of like, we don't want to just offer it to the masses and have it be kind of watered down. We want it to be like super successful every single spot it hits. Um, so building that brand, you know, is really like, I'm always like, how do I have, you know, just reading and listening and podcast and figuring out what steps I need to take to make it not just successful here, but to be able to replicate it and keep it going. Yeah. So <laughs> what's funny is pretty much every entrepreneur I've ever, ever known, talked with or coached has had this, when we finally get to really understand and trust one another, they usually say, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, wow. Okay. So, cause I'm like, wow, you are amazing. And they are, you guys are, are amazing too. But that's like, for some reason there, that's, that unlocks this secret to power as far as i'm concerned of just the humility of understanding and saying we're still making we're still figuring it out you know when when i meet people that think that they have it all figured out and they are god's gift to everybody they're usually not the people i want to have any amount of time with, uh, much less they are not on this podcast. <laughs> there are plenty of very successful people out there that will not be on this podcast because they aren't willing to be real. And I'm not looking for false humility. I'm not looking for woe is me and, you know, all shucks. I'm not looking for that. I'm just looking for authenticity. So I, I mean, that's, that was such a money line. So thank you. <laughs> well, and I think when you look at any like successful CEO or whatever, it's they're constantly reading or they're out, whether it's even they're doing talks or whatever, they're out learning from other people and they're talking to their people at their company. That's what makes them great. So you what know? are, what are some of those for both of you, whether it's go-to podcast for you or business books that you keep pulling things you pull it off the book or the shelf for the fifth time because you get another nugget every time. What are some of those things for you guys? All right. I'll start with a couple. So um, one that I really like to listen to just because I like to also pick ourselves up out of the gym industry too. I think yeah. there's a lot to learn from many other industries. 
um, is how I built this. Cause it's like fun stories from founders, right. Of like the struggles that they went through. And sometimes it's nice to kind of hear it's nice. Cause you see only the end result. Right. And you forget about, you don't forget about the journey cause we can never forget it. Right. Um, but you know, the, like things like that, they're, they're very like consumable, but some of the longer ones, um, I mean, I don't know. I just like listen to kind of whatever. If there's like a certain point where we're like, uh, this is a process or this is something I can't quite get my head around. Like I'll Google like podcasts for that and try and find one where I feel like I connect to the, um, like the speaker or some, or maybe it's a certain person that they have. And then I want to go listen to kind of all the other podcasts that they've done. So I don't really stick to, and I also listen to just like some terrible celebrity ones too. Cause you always <laughs> need a little, um, you need a little, like not anything business related. Uh, but, and then, uh, books. Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss for me is one that I kind of go back and like listen to a chapter every now and then about, um, shoe dog is probably one of my favorites. Um, and then the latest one that I've read was maybe more of like a habit is, uh, atomic habits. That was one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, because just personal life, life can also apply to our clients too. So I feel like it just serves so many different purposes that for me, that at least love the latest books that I've read. Um, that's probably one of my favorites. So those are probably the couple that I go back to because shoe dog is just so inspiring to me. Um, I don't know. It's just like, they just kept going and kept pivoting. So I just, I very much relate to that story and I love Nike. So there you go. Nice. Like How about it. you, Destiny? Um, so I don't have like a, sorry, I lost you guys. There we go. I don't have a, a go-to podcast. I'm kind of like Diana. I'll just Google, like when we have a certain thing we're trying to work through, or we know, um, like when I was considering open the second location and I talked to you guys, I was like, do I do this? Is this like a good choice for us financially? We're like, like you said, we're crazy, this pandemic, all of that stuff. It was like constant Googling. Am I ready to grow? Am I ready to expand? You know, and listening to podcasts and listening to other people, um, and kind of their experiences. And then obviously we have this like whole F word in the back of our minds of franchising and to do or not to do. And like the overwhelming idea of what that means for us. Um, so I've been doing tons of franchise podcasts, books, audibles, whatever. So, um, yeah, it really just depends on like kind of what lands and leadership is another one. I've been doing tons of leadership books. Um, I don't even know the name of any of them off the top of my head. Cause I literally put them on my phone and I'm listening to them when I'm driving, but lots of leadership books to, to try to learn how to be the best leader we can be, um, and create that environment for our staff and our, the whole, you know, you're, you're obviously in charge of staff, but it, there's a lot of, uh, interpersonal relationships with the members as well. So trying to kind of navigate that too. Yeah. No, that's, that's perfect. We get a lot of voracious readers, voracious listeners on, on this podcast. And it's a, a trending theme of people that have success are constantly learning. And Diana, you hit on the point of getting outside the echo chamber of your industry, which I think is immensely valuable too. So mm -hmm. Yeah. I was listening to a leadership book actually this morning. I was finishing it up and the guy was talking about like, like if you think you're done with school and you're done learning, like you should yep. not be leading anyone. Yep. So. <laughs> yeah, no, that's perfect. So Gary, do you have any, any final thoughts, other questions before we, before we sign off here? Well, no, you know, I don't have any additional questions yet. Um, 
but just a, a thought and a con, uh, you know, just a comment. And that is, um, you, you could, the energy that uh, you guys bring to this is so palpable. I mean, and it's infectious. I mean, I love it. Uh, and I just think it's really interesting too, that both of you are also married to entrepreneurs. So it, it's just, this has been one of the more unique ones because two female entrepreneurs whose husbands are also entrepreneurs. And, um, and, you know, I, Destiny, I don't know your husband that well yet, but uh, Diana, you know, Aaron Bach is one of my favorite guys in town. And uh, you, you got to tell him we've got to do the Murph Monday together. I'm still out there every Monday. Uh, so <laughs> I want him to join me. He definitely will. He's a religious 5 a.m. on Monday at oh, Hustle right. House. Got his crew. So maybe you can switch out Murph Monday for a 5 a.m. Hustle House class. Yeah, well, I'm not a 5 a.m. guy. I'm just hoping I'm breathing. <laughs> Most people aren't. That's okay. So my Murph Monday is at 9.30 a.m. Oh, <laughs> my God. That's like lunchtime, Gary. The day's half over. What is that? <laughs> In our world, that is absolute lunchtime. Yeah. I'm like <laughs> eating my, I'm eating like second breakfast then. <laughs> like we've literally had four classes by 930. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And, uh, you don't go to bed at midnight and get up at five, four or 5 a.m. workout. That's just not my. Aaron my has risk. before. He's crazy. Oh. I keep oh, telling him he has to sleep because I want him to live longer. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But, no, you guys have <laughs> have been everything I was hoping for. And then some, um, you do really inspire me. I mean, and more of your story that I've learned today definitely inspires yeah, me. Yeah. Shop so. at Trader Joe's. <laughs> story. You might meet your, your future business Never partner. Know. And you know, it's yep. so funny. Just really quick. I just read the Mel Robbins five second rule book. And I was like, I saw you coming in from your run. And I was like, should I say hi? She like looks dizzy, but I was like, oh. oh, let me just do it. And then, yeah. So I was like, well, there you go. Mel Robbins, little plug for you. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely say hi. Yeah. Say hi. There you go. Advice from the podcast. If you need a co-founder, hang out at Trader Joe's. Got it. <laughs> That's our takeaway. Your local Trader Joe's. You yep. do meet good people at Trader Joe's. Everybody's so nice. Hey, there, there is one other thing that is interesting though. And that is you guys were both competing for the same job. <laughs> Some people with scarcity mindsets say, you win, I lose. I win, you lose, you know, but you guys, neither one of you had that, which I think is really interesting too. Um, I believe in, uh, I love actually partnering with competitors that may be you know, right in the same swim lane with me, but that I respect. And if there's something where, where we can actually help one another, I'm all for that. And so I just think that was another, you know, kind of an interesting tidbit from you guys that not everybody understands that, you know, it's not a zero sum game, game out there. Mm -hmm. I think that's a very good point. And, and Diana and I kind of view the whole fitness industry like that. Um, we are always like kind of open in partnerships and working together and doing what we can to make just the whole community a better place. Um, so I agree. There's, there's room for everyone. Yeah. Well, this That's is the right. thing because so the way we look at it is, or specifically I look at it, more people are working out and making that commitment. It makes our whole pool of people for all of the gyms out there bigger. 
right? So whether you go somewhere else and then you come to us and then you go somewhere else or you've been with us forever, you know, there's a place for everybody and you have to find the place. And when you find the place, go hard, like go and commit and do all that. Um, but it's certainly something where, you know, the more people it's work out and are committed to fitness, it makes all of our lives better because there's more people out there with which for us to, you know, potentially be new customers. So for me, it's like the more we all do together, the better it's going to be for all of us. Cause we just get the pool, make the pool bigger, especially post, not even post pandemic. I can't even say that, but like post shutdown, I guess I would say. Um, so, you know, the, we will continue to push that. And we always do push that uh, as partnership, but yep. not everybody feels the same way. And that's totally cool too. You know, yeah, no, it's the, what's best for them. mentality, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, it worked out for us because we both got the job and then we grew into this because if one of us hadn't gotten the job, we would have never been where we are now because it wasn't like we were talking during that time, like during the interview process and like all of that or exchanging information. So um, it worked out for us. (laughs) Certainly has. Yeah. The other thing is. Thank you both so much for, uh, for coming on doing this. We'll we'll link to to Hustle House. And, uh, and send people over that way. I think it's important they get to, to see what you're doing and check you out because it's pretty unique. For sure, for sure. You're, you're making a huge difference in the world. You know, you think about it, especially with COVID, one of the best things that you can do is take care of your body. You know, sleeping, eating right, taking care of your body, getting vitamin D outside. Uh, yeah. All of those things are really critical. And so you are making a difference. So thank you. Yeah. And so, some to your point, Gary, like we've had a big push for local businesses to come in and get their employees working out with us and create these like, well, you know, Jimmy, because we've talked Jimmy about Coleman, him. another yeah. anything but typical Love podcast him. guest. Yeah. So his team, his they company. come in. And they're working out because you're right. It's like people have realized how critical health is and it's not a guarantee. You can't just keep living life one step in front of the other and assume you're going to be healthy and okay. You need to be proactive and take those steps. So seeing, you know, seeing these people come through and like realize how important it is, not just for themselves, but also for their teams has been awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Thank you so much. Uh, This has been fun. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having fun.